back to another episode of Helpless Kissing in the Hallways and other mod irritations. I'm your host, Duckland Nguyen, back again. Uh, it's been about uh, 10 minutes since I recorded week 7, but let's get on with week 8. Now, continuing with the theme of irrigation from last week, Mr. Hare asks, What is irrigation? Irrigation is the process of redirecting water from nearby water sources to fuel agriculture. Or at least, that's what I thought it was. According to Wikipedia, irrigation is the application of controlled amounts of water to plants at needed intervals. I got the plant part right, but <laughs> not the nearby water source. I guess that was truer in the past when Egyptian and Mesopotamian civilizations had to redirect Nile and the Tigris-Euphrates rivers. According to the Irrigation Museum, which I didn't even know existed, the Egyptians and the Sumerians started doing this around 6000 BC. Pretty smart cookies. Also building giant ziggurats and uh, pyramids. Now, what exactly is it used for? Irrigation is used for agriculture and it has been, apparently, been used that way for thousands of years. In the olden days, as mentioned before, it was just redirecting floodwaters to your fertile plain so that you could grow some good-looking crops. But now it's more like you stick a bunch of pipes underground that just like squirt out water onto a plant's roots every now and then. And the plant's like, oh, cool, yeah, I'll take that. Anyway, that's how irrigation has progressed. But most importantly, it also allows water to reach dry areas like Southern California. The Central Valley is kind of dry, so if they have like irrigation pipes running throughout, then they can use the water redirected from the Pacific Northwest to keep the plants happy and healthy. Now, this agriculture portion, although I kind of brushed over it, although I kind of brushed over it, it's incredibly important because organized agriculture has been one of the markers of an organized civilization, or at least it has been used as such for forever. And so bringing organized agriculture to otherwise uninhabitable areas opens up possibilities for human civilization anywhere. Now speaking of agriculture, this week's burning question is how concerned are you about where your food comes from? Well, personally, I don't care. As long as it doesn't kill me, and as long as it doesn't have an extra head or something, I'll eat it. I don't particularly care if my food is genetically modified with all the fear about genetically modified crops. There doesn't seem to be any real scientific backing to them causing any permanent lasting damage, but then again, we won't really see any permanent lasting damage until the far, far future when those of us raised on GMO grains will finally, finally grow our third limbs and our extra heart valves. However, I remain skeptical of either of these possibilities, as the genes changed in these plants usually seem to just add nutrition, like the golden rice that also produces vitamin A, but which is also hated by activists, so they trample it. And so these poor third little children who need vitamin A no longer get vitamin A. That's good. That's a Good job, you guys did. Real good job. Anyway, anyway, back to the topic at hand. 
No, I don't particularly care where my food comes from. All those non-added growth hormones or the never treated with antibiotics really, really means squat to me because it, it says on the milk carton, it says, says on the carton itself, uh, milk from treated animals and milk from untreated animals is the exact same milk. So what we're really looking at here is a marketing ploy, just like um, organic food. Like you really, you really think that organic zucchini is going to be any different from a regular zucchini? No, it's a zucchini. You eat, you eat it, you put it in your mouth, tastes good, and it gives you the vegetable nutrients. As long as you don't uh, cook it in a way that like destroys all the nutrients. Uh, I've used vegetable examples, but let's extend it to meat. If, uh, well, I use a dairy example, but let's let's go with red meat. Say like a cow has like a growth hormone. I'm still gonna eat that steak because that just means there's more steak. If it has a growth hormone, it just means there's more steak. And honestly, that's pretty darn good. So let's let's, let's go. Strange and unnatural chemicals which um, alter our animals. This reminds me of a painting I saw last year in AP seminar. It was uh, I'm not exactly sure who painted it or what the name is, but it was certainly anti. GMO. There are all these square eggs and uh, weirdly breasted chickens and massive udder cows and these large fat round pigs. And they were supposed to show us the horrors that GMOs would eventually bring to us, but it appears that these fears are unfounded because in reality, the only thing that GMOs have really brought to us is more nutrients for third world countries at a lower price. Oh, they also did that thing where um, they made a grass seed that grows well even when it floods. So it has like, it's semi-aquatic. That's pretty neat because in an era where climate change is real and causes rising global sea levels, having rice that can survive said global rising sea levels is pretty darn good for the future of humanity. For today's couples kissing in the hallway and other mild irritation segment, we have so-called best friends. Now, 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 you might be wondering, Ducklow, is this going to be a rant about fake friends? And amen, amen, I say to you. No, it's not. It's about people who, like, swarm you whenever you bring food. So, like, if you bring Takis one day and you're like, wow, I've been looking forward to having these Takis, which I bought with my money I took from my mom or earned at my job. Wow, I'm so excited to get these Takis. And then some guy you've never spoken to before comes up to you and says, Hey bro, hey bro, hey bro, can I have some of your Takis? And you're like, what? What? No, I don't even know you. But then they're like, please, 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 sir, spare me some Takis. And then you oblige because you don't know. And you, it's just one guy, one Takis. It's not like you're going to lose a lot. But then 10 people swarm you and it's like, hey, hey, hey. Can I have a talkie? And so this cycle continues itself until you're left with almost no talkies. Now, if you do this completely of your own will and you say, hey, you guys want some talkies? And they come over and they're like, oh, yeah, sure. Then that's completely fine. It's your prerogative to do so. But when you're automatically swarmed by bringing food or drink into school, it's kind of annoying. Not only that, but it's blatantly, blatantly manipulative for these people to pretend to be your friend just so they can get some food or something out of you. Hmm. Disgusting. But anyway, that wraps up this week's 
couples kissing in the hallways and other mild irritations episode. I'll see you all next week. See ya.